Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Yesterday morning, Jeff Saturday pops up in the studio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 8, your smart speakers. Um, and he's, t- he's, he's telling me something, but like we're about to come into a segment. So I can't really, I'm like, hey, what's going on, Jeff? And he's, t- he's motioning something. So I look over and he points to his tie. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you got a tie on. I don't know nice what he tie. wanted. Like, I don't nice know. Hey, what's tie. going on? Yeah. Hermes, it was a nice tie. Tom Ford. So, so the point is, but I didn't really even see the tie. So I'm, this is how stupid I am. So I'm in, the, I'm in my office later on um, editing, editing scripts for um, this Justin, terrific new show, handsome host, 2 p.m. Eastern, ESPN. And I look up, and there's Jeff Saturday. And I'm like, oh, he got the same tie as me. But what? right before, as I have that thought, the little light bulb goes off. Oh, oh. He was in the studio pointing, hey, can I use your tie? Of course, he already had it on. Yeah, he didn't ask if I can use it. He yeah, said, I he, have he your put tie it on. on. <laughs> it's all right. What, it's all what, good. Just the same tie you wore yesterday on that show? No, no, I have oh, a whole so bunch of ties. Yeah, I got a whole bunch of ties. Of course, Jeff Saturday go in and grab a tie if he needs one. Yeah, I think man. you guys are burying the lead. The burying the lead here was that Dominic Foxworth and Dan Graziano told Jeff it was okay. And as Greeny is what? trying to, on your behalf, Max, be yes. like, wait, what? He was like, yeah, yeah. Jeff's like, yeah, they said it was okay. Dominique and, and Dan said it was okay. And Greeny just goes, did you forget to ask someone else in that conversation if it was okay? <laughs> no, he did. He came in. He didn't. Ex- he, he asked after the fact, but it's all good. Jeff can, Jeff can grab a tie out of my office. It's good. It's all good. Keyshawn J. Willemax presented by Progressive Insurance. He was busted, though, wasn't he? I'll tell you, I'll tell you one time. A producer, I wore a shirt to work when I was doing Sports Nation, and a producer let Sean Merriman take the shirt that I wore to work, not anything, and put it on, right? So, of course, it's going to get stretched out, right? And, <laughs> really? and, and wear it on the air under his jacket or whatever. I was so mad. Like, hold on, you let him just wear my stuff to and, – and then one day I'm working out. I used, to do, I used to train Krav Maga in between TV and radio out in L.A., and this dude comes into the gym, and he had the best heavy, heavy bag workout I ever saw. Key, Jay, I've seen all types of heavyweight champions hit the bag, all types of stuff. I've never seen anything like this. Kicks, punches. Oh, my God. And this dude was a monster. It was Sean Merriman. I'm glad I didn't what? say anything about the yeah. shirt. Yeah, yeah. Sean, you can Sean have it. pretty pretty big. I remember when I first got to ESPN. Let's tell a tie story. When I got to ESPN, I, lo- I forgot my tie. And I'm working with Boomer on set, and I didn't have a tie. And everybody's like, oh, you got to get a tie, you got to get a tie. It's like, Boom has ties. He went and got one. Y'all turn around and look at that wall of KJZ, the colors in on our wall. <laughs> he tried to give me one of those ties. I was like, man, are you out your damn mind? I'm not putting that on. So I said I wasn't wearing a tie. So that was the first time I did not wear a tie on the show, and I just had, the, you know, the collar. They was like, oh, okay, that's cool now. I'm like, yes, because that tie – Somebody get blind messing around with that tie with all them circles and colors in it. Necessity is the mother of invention. Todd McShay, his mock draft 2.0 is out, guys, on ESPN.com right now. And here's where he has the quarterbacks going. Ready for this? Kenny Pickett, 11th to the Commanders. Hmm. Malik Willis, 17th to the Steelers, right, who trade up with the Chargers to take Willis. I guess, like, in the end, if, if a team really likes a quarterback and they don't care if he's from Pittsburgh or wherever, they're just going to, you know, quarterback's going to go where they're going to go. Matt Corral, 18th to the Saints. And Sam Howell, 32nd to the Lions. That's fourth first-round picks being quarterbacks, Key. What do you think? 
I, I mean, the, 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 yeah, these are about right. I mean, Kenny Pickett's always been the guy at the top from the middle of the college football season to the end. When you look at Willis, we kind of know what he is. I watched him a little bit against Ole Miss. I've seen him play a bunch. He's very athletic, uh, has a nice arm, but has some work to do to become an NFL top-notch quarterback. And then when you get to Matt Carell, Sam Howell, Sam Howell, yeah, well, I don't necessarily know that he's a first-round pick, but who does? He's sitting at the bottom at 32, so that tells me right there he's on the, the edge. Matt Carell is interesting at 18 to the New Orleans Saints. I don't believe the New Orleans Saints will take a quarterback in the first round. I believe that they're going to reach for something bigger. They feel like they have a team ready to go. They don't want to have to have a young quarterback with a team ready to go and make a strong run in the NFC. They want to try to get one of these free agent or trade bait type quarterbacks that's available to them. Maybe there's a Russell Wilson signing in there. Hey, give me here's your here's our 18th pick. Here's another pick. Give me Russell Wilson or or maybe they look at a Carson Wentz that becomes available, but I don't think that they want to max mess around with a young quarterback right now. Kier, did you did you just drop like a little Woj bomb? Is that, is that the, are, are the Saints gonna be going for Russell Wilson? Is that is that? What oh no, no, I'm just you saying said they're going for something bigger. You said they're going for something yeah, bigger. Yeah, so something. Now bigger. I'm trying to read in between the lines now because I, mm. there's familiarity with you and the Saints. Now I'm just trying to tie it all together. See, now, now, that's when you start to go overboard, Jay. You was doing just fine, just sitting back what? and listening. Now you. Uh, the Saints were now one of the four teams on Russell teams. Wilson's list, Key, that his agent, what was crazy about the list Russell Wilson put out a couple years ago, is usually it's like, hey, we sources say this came out and, and Russell Wilson's agent slapped his name on it and said, here are the four teams. We don't want to be traded, but if so, and the Saints were one of the four teams, and now they have a spot open at quarterback. So I think that is interesting. All I said was something bigger. I didn't I, I threw Russell Wilson. I could have said something bigger Tom Brady. But, you but I just said but you Russell no, no, Wilson. But you know what? But, you but, it's re- but, it, but, but what's real about it, you don't have to say anything other than it could be something bigger. We already know the Saints are on his list. We already know Drew Brees is gone. We already know Tom Brady said he's retired. Russell Wilson is still – there's Russell Wilson. There's Aaron Rodgers. What else and can be bigger? you're missing the biggest caveat. I mean, there key is a big-time, big-time wide receiver. There's somebody else in this family that is a big-time, oh, no, big-time no, no, wide receiver. I was trying to no. avoid that, Jay. I'm, I'm tying it together. <laughs> I'm oh, the germ God, spreader stop right now. Spreading, I'm the germ spreader. I, I even called it. The problem, the problem with Russell Wilson to the Saints is the same conference. It's the same yeah. conference, know, so that's the problem. I just got excited. Maybe maybe Kyler Murray winds up with the New Orleans Saints. A, Kyler, you, you know? hear his name out there, although you just figure the, Saint, the, the Cardinals. <laughs> now the Saints don't have a problem with smaller quarterbacks. Yep. They don't have a yeah. problem with that. They had Drew Brees for 100 years. If the Saints could keep Kyler Murray, if they could get their hands on Kyler Murray and keep that dude healthy somehow, ooh, with that, that, would defense? Be a, ooh. that would be a problem. No, yeah, they're not going to do that conference. It's a conference, though, man. It's yeah. a conference. Just real quick, speaking of quarterbacks, though, I, I, I laugh at this, and I know that there's no quarterbacks with the talent of a Zach Wilson or a Justin Fields that we saw last year. But I always do look forward to the combine and when these sessions start going down key, when the quarterbacks start doing the individual workouts. And I know that in this mock draft, I think the highest they have is uh, Kenny Pickett going, right? Yeah. number one quarterback with the 11th. Um, yeah. But, like, Understand that the Lions picking at two, the Texans three, Panthers at six, Broncos at nine. I'm just always curious how that, you know, when those workouts start coming about, like we all start falling in love. There will be somebody, look at the way he throws it. Look at the way the ball well, comes uh, off Jay, his hands. Think about it. It's just like you when you went through your, your um, 
combine stuff with, in the NBA, right? You do all your drills, the cone drills, you put up your shots. It's the same thing where they got to see – you got to see a quarterback, you have to see the ball come off the wrist. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to see it live. You can't project the quarterback based on film. I need to, I need to see him make all the throws. Can he throw from the far right hash all the way back across the field? Can he sprint and throw it back across the field? Um, can he drop back on a half row and still hit the comeback on the other hash? I mean, you got to look at all of that sort of stuff when you're watching some of these quarterbacks. You know, Matt Corral's a little smaller guy, kind of slight, not my liking and taste. Uh, Sam Howell had a terrible year at North Carolina considering we pushed him up at the top of the leaderboard. Then when you look at Willis out of Liberty, you look at him, and he's somewhat in that Trey Lance, unfinished, Justin Fields, unfinished product type mode. Very athletic with a big laser arm. Mm. So, and then when you look at Kenny Pickett, you say to yourself, you go, okay, he was a solid guy at Pitt. There was nothing good, nothing great, but nothing bad. It was just he was okay. And that's why you get a guy at, at the 11th spot going to Washington, which fits what, what Ron Revere wants to do. What about – your guy, Key, when you say something bigger, and he's not not to your liking in terms of size at the position and everything, Derek Carr played for Dennis mm-hmm. Allen his rookie year. What about Derek Carr? Wow, I didn't even – did he play for him his rookie year? Yeah. Are we yeah. – yeah. yeah, really? But, but, wow. But that's what would the Raiders like, get in return? That's my thing. Like, what, are you, what are you getting better than Derek Carr if you're Josh McDaniels in that situation? Well, Josh McDaniels – I don't think Josh like, McDaniels took the Raider job. To get rid of Carr, I think yeah, he took exactly. the Raider job because he knows Carr is good. But what if he? What if, like Max said, what if there's this Rodgers to the Raiders, Carr to uh, the Saints? I'll give you the 18th pick, but you need to move that 18th pick over to the Raiders. The Raiders are now going to give up their picks plus Ooh, the I Saint like picks to get Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you can work those type of deals in Magic. Yeah. yeah, I just feel like Josh McDaniels, all the quarterbacks he's had in New England, you made this mention the other day, Key, it just fits schematically with the way Josh McDaniels has been coaching quarterbacks. Derek Carr, well, too, his stock is looking good right now. Yeah. Like he's yeah, not, it, it, yeah, Carr's in that mold. He's yeah. in that Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah, but yeah. not – he's better than Garoppolo to me. He but is, he's I agree. In that, he's in that Garoppolo, uh, tall, rangy, Matt Castle, Tom Brady kind of mode. He's not a little guy. The difference between Carr and Garoppolo <laughs> – is Tall if you have team. Garoppolo, sometimes the team is still looking. If you have Carr, you're not really looking. looking. You got yeah. your quarterback. Why yeah. 45, speaking of got your quarterback, why 45 is not just the age for that Tom Brady's going to turn this year. That's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. In a 24-hour news cycle, everything feels like news. Yeah, it's not news at all. Let's find out what's hot news or not news. Key, will you tell me? Is this hot news or is not news? You're so scary. You're going to throw it to me. (laughs) Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance, Kimberly A. Martin, giving the straight talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Let's play hot news or not news, Kimberly. Get it, Kimberly. Wait, one of these days... The beat is going to hit Max, and it's just going to, like, jump through his body, and he's just going to be like... Here's the, here's the beat. I, I, Today's I, not that I, day, but uh, eventually it will. What kind of dance move do you think Max would do in the club? Oh, oh Max is... Just the head is, nod, that's Max it. is just one of those head. just kind of like He's a, a bopper? He's, he's a bopper. was the last time I went to a club? Not at the Roxbury? Growing up in New York City, you're at clubs, and, you know, you're done with clubs <laughs> by the time you're 18. All right. Kimberly, two-step yes, only. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Yates got it. A report that Nathaniel Hackett has told members of the team he is pushing oh. hard to reunite Aaron Ro- with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Is that hot news or not news, Kimberly? That is hot news. Anything Aaron Rodgers is hot news, especially since I had heard, um, you know, during the head coaching uh, interviews that Aaron was pushing you know, Nathaniel Hackett and, and vouching for him, and that was, Denver was a spot that – he would be amenable to going to if uh, Hackett or um, Getsy, his, his uh, QB coach, had ended up there. So the Broncos are a team that clearly could use an Aaron Rodgers. So if there's uh, any smoke there, we should watch for fire. Yeah, I'd say it's hot. Kim, here's the problem for me, though. When you don't have any more picks to go get Aaron Rodgers because you had to give them to the NFL for the tampering, that's the hot news to me <laughs> because if you're going to try to swindle – Aaron Rodgers out of the Green Bay Packers. Wouldn't you think, Kim, you wouldn't say anything? You would just go, shh. Or, or it's hot news. Or maybe there's a little, you know, like, mm-hmm. hey, I, I never I never said that. I, but just let it start leaking I out. I mean, whether it was said seeding. or not, we would draw those conclusions anyway. Agreed. I know, more, but you know how you know how it is when you start trying to steal something from another team. They like, hold on, tampering. What is this? I need their picks. Maybe you're not trying to steal. Maybe it was already yours. Yeah, and how about this? That the question's not even. Can of course, you steal it's hot news. That doesn't want to be stolen. <laughs> of course, it's hot news. <laughs> but the real question is, how do they get Devontae Adams over there, right? Listen. Because yeah. it seems like that might be a package deal. We'll take the OC, the quarterback, yes. and the wideout. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, right out to Denver. Savage. I would love that. That'd be fun. Kimberly A. Martin, let me ask you this: Caesar's Sportsbook is mm-hmm. listing Tom Brady at. 45 to 1 odds. The 45 year old this season at 45 to 1 odds to win the MVP. Hot news or not news? I mean, it's really not, but it's hot news to me because I am all in on the conspiracy theory that Tom Brady will come back this year. I don't know how, I don't know when, by week eight. I want to see this man in a uniform. I am emotionally not ready for an NFL without Tom Brady, and I think that would be the ultimate. Tom Brady off the couch, team needs a QB. He's ready to go. So I can see, totally see. What's the problem, Keyshawn? See, What's no, the problem? It's no, it's, it's, it's not news to me. I mean, he hasn't You're actually officially one. retired, so they're going to keep him into the, the, the odds, right? They're going to put him in the, the conversation until he officially retires. I think he's gone, so. 
What do you mean he hasn't, like, yeah, he hasn't officially he retired? He hasn't filed what, the papers? The like, papers? I don't know. He made the announcement. Not, nah, he hasn't officially retired. But see, know? no key. That's why well, they posted the odds, because people don't believe he's retired. I, like I, I get saying. it. That's yeah. why it's just not news. Until he, It's not news to me, because he's not coming back. Well, wait, what do you need he's to gone. do to officially retire, Key? Man, you got to send in the paperwork. He you got to send that paperwork mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Tom ain't doing that. <laughs> He's not Tom sending the paperwork. That. I'm trying to tell y'all, let no, Tom sit at home reg- for another reg- month. Regular players wait before they file that paperwork. Tom... The greatest of all time? Yeah, nah. He's not filing them Why you start playing soon. with your hair when you said Tom? Like, they no. said Tom? <laughs> you said Tom? What just happened? I Caught. can't know. <laughs> don't, don't try to get Tom. me in trouble with yourself. Don't you dare. All right. Don't you dare, sir. Kimberly, <laughs> Kyler Murray saying, oh, nonsense man. is oh, not man. what I'm about. Kyler uh, Murray, nonsense is not what I'm about. After scrubbing social media of Cardinals mentions. This is hot news because... We have seen how many teams need quarterbacks. The Cardinals have a quarterback. But for whatever reason, this union is not so warm and fuzzy right now. Um, If Kyler is unhappy and they're unhappy with his leadership, this is like, to me, an Olivia Pope-type situation. Mm. They need, like, crisis management intervention right this second because they he's the reason they made the playoffs. He's the reason they start off the season 7-0. And we didn't hear anything about his leadership being an issue or his self-centeredness during that stretch run. So uh, this is hot news to me. Oh, yeah, it's flaming hot news. There's no question about it. When you think about it, you know, I said this, uh, I don't know when it was, but there were certainly issues surrounding Kyler Murray's personality, the way he approaches things, the finger pointing. That's just that's the way he's always been. He was that way at, at in college at Texas A&M. He just always been this way. I think it's deeper and bigger than that. I think he heard also not only did they blame him for the late season collapses, but they also don't want to secure him when it's time for him to get that back. They don't want to give him that Josh Allen type money entering into his fourth year. They just don't want to do it right now. What was that? That $268 million contract? All yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> All I would say is hot news because the timing's always interesting on this. Mm-hmm. And Kimberly, you brought up the point. We haven't heard these internal rumblings from the organization before until contract extensions <laughs> start coming up. So the timing of it makes it hot news. I think it's hot news, and I don't think it has to do with finger pointing or anything. I think it has to do with the fact that Kyler Murray is small. And even though he has the legs that a guy like Baker Mayfield doesn't have so he can succeed on the highest level, I think he takes some shots and maybe he can't physically withstand them like a guy like Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, big, strong guy. And I think the team is looking like before we make this financial commitment to a lit, like can he stay healthy really yeah. for a whole season so we're not 6-0, and 7-0, and and then second half not as good. Did we not see this pre-draft? Did we not look at him for sure. and see his height? For, we... But because like they started out, people talk about the hot start this year, last year, two years ago too. And then he, got, he hurt his shoulder, they stopped running him. So I think when he starts hearing from his agent, as Dan Graziano speculated, maybe not what he wants to hear, now stuff starts. He takes off social media. They start, they start back-channeling to the press about how he's, he points fingers. And, but that's and they want to get, though. you know, it's about the deal. To that, me. That's their fault. That's not his fault. He shouldn't, they should be held accountable for not, like Kimberly said, pre-draft. You had an opportunity at the Combine to eyeball him. Yeah. There's a reason. That smaller quarterbacks or smaller players in general in the National Football League don't last. The NFL is a big man's game. You you get outliers, there's no question about it. But far few in between, though. 
It's not like a bunch of them running around. So it's funny. Earlier, you know, Keyshawn had said that we knew what Kyler was, right? And to me, the Cardinals are that guy that walks into the club. He sees the pretty girl across the floor. She's decked out in, like, Balenciaga. all Like, the bag, the shoes, all of it, the hair, nails. Like, she looks great. And then they start dating, right? There was a bunch of those doing the Super Bowl. And then they start dating. Mm -hmm. And then after a few months, he's like, yo, why is she so high maintenance? And it's like, bro, what did... Like, where have you been? Like, did you not read the lease before you signed it? Like, she showed you who she was. You said, yes, I want to be with this pretty girl. Now, all of a sudden, I'm mad she got an attitude and wants my credit card. Like, what are we doing? Tyler like, Murray is the high-maintenance pretty girl. Two snaps and a twist. Like, you know Everybody been there. Come on, Cardinals. <laughs> like, this is as much on them as it is on Kyler. Yeah, Chris, exactly. Yeah, Chris exactly. Mortensen reporting on Sunday that the Colts will release or trade Carson Wentz before Ooh. March 18th. Hot news what? or not news. By the way, the Colts will save $13.3 million if what? they release Wentz by March 18th. They're already on the hook for $15 million of dead cap. What? This is hot news because this was a team that felt, oh, with Phillip Rivers, we're just a quarterback away. And they oh, went and God. decided Carson Wentz was the quarterback that they were missing. And now we saw... We're seeing, you see? You these see all this? You see all this? Here, take this these one. These highlights break me. Like, these high, like I mean, oh. just throwing picks and picks and picks. And now we now the Card- the Colts realize, yeah, maybe Carson Wentz might not have been the guy. Like, well, there was enough of a track record where they should have known. And there's a reason when you take someone – listen, if you take something off the scrap heap, guess what you got? You got scraps. Philip Rivers. where news. he goes after this. I don't know. How he hot news? It's super hot news, super man. Hot. Super hot news. They gave up everything to go get him after they failed to get Matthew Stafford. They thought, okay, this can work out perfectly. Now they're giving up a first-round pick. Now they got to go try to find another quarterback. And I believe this will be their fourth quarterback in as many as five years yeah. as wow. a starter. Hot news. You need a QB in an offense who can score 30 or more points to win Super Bowls. <laughs> wow. When your owner, Jim Ursay, is up at 1 o'clock in the morning. Wait, was that 10 Pacific time? <laughs> is it, are we talking about Midwest? I'm so central time, I'm confused about quarterback issues. Mm-hmm. Something is brewing. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Not news because it's not news that Carson Wentz is a bubble starter. He's either a very good to backup you, or a you. very low. I've been, but I've been right about it the entire time. <laughs> like as wrong as I was about Tom Brady and the Cliff, <laughs> that's how right I've been about Carson Wentz. He has been unsteady, and he had a nice bounce back season. For him, that means low end starter, high end backup, and they're looking for more than a low end starter. I do not understand what he is. Season Jonathan Taylor had. Think about this season. Yeah. We were talking about this guy. As, like, he should really get MVP consideration, and you yeah. waste this team, and it doesn't make the playoffs. It's just I wonder, I wonder, Kimberly, if it would be smart for them to just get some more receivers other than, other than Pittman Jr. Like, maybe get some more help from Most a perimeter standpoint. Skills, Fair. Yeah. That yeah. would help. Would that help decision-making? And no, because them highlights, I, was, I, I, oh, I almost bit my tongue when he See? threw the one pick in the end zone. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? See? <laughs> it's like a basketball right, pass. One okay. more. Ready for this, Kimberly? Yes, hit me. Hot news or not news. Dan Orlovsky saying Joe Burrow could be another Andrew on an, on an Andrew Luck track if the Bengals don't fix the offensive line. 
I think it's hot news because you don't need Dan Orlovsky to say it. Like, we have eyeballs. Like, we literally watched the Super Bowl, and we saw how this is a team that had a quarterback come back from a devastating knee injury, lead them to the Super Bowl, and again, the offensive line play was an issue. That final drive, like, had he had, the, had, he had extra time to hit Jamar Chase, that might have been a different outcome. And the questions about the offensive line, I don't want the, I don't want the Bengals doing anything else this offseason but scouring O-linemen in the draft, in free agency. You've got to protect Joe Burrow at all costs. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's hot news because they had an opportunity to win the Super Bowl. But like Kimberly said, the quarterback was basically at the end of the game running for his yeah. life. When you look at Matthew Stafford at the end of the game, he was allowed to do what he needed to do to win the game mm-hmm. because his offensive line protected him, and that was the difference in the football game. You got a guy that you're going to have to pay hundreds of millions of dollars to in a couple years, but he may never get there because you, you may never be able to protect him. Yeah. Yeah, it's not news. I mean, it's something we've been talking about for the whole season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not news because you're lining up against Aaron Donald. I don't yeah, care who's on your offensive line. You're lining up against Aaron Donald. <laughs> Aaron Donald going to beat your guy. I don't care who he is. Uh, by the way, it's not Andrew Luck that I'd be worried about if I were them. It is Joe Theismann. Like, it, Joe uh, Burrow's line was so porous that you could wind up with a catastrophic oh injury and knock wood. That doesn't happen. That's why you got to protect this guy. Yeah. Why would you even say that? I know. Well, it's I knock like wood. Just, it's no. Max Kellerman, man. Why that's would right. you ask that question? That's right. I'm not worried about that. stuff like that in the locker rooms, man. No. No. We're not in a locker room. All right, there look. we are. <laughs> He is a little bit confused about where we are. All right. Why Key says Sean McVay won't find a better spot to coach than the one he currently has. Los Angeles Rams. Champion Los Angeles Rams coach Sean McVay said two words with, I guess you could say, alarming implications for his future, potentially. We'll see. That was McVay's response to the Los Angeles Times when he was asked whether he'd return to coach the Rams next season. He said, we'll see. Like, first of all, why would they even ask that, right? <laughs> He's 36 years old. He just won the Super Bowl. He's, you know, bright future. The whole well, We'll see. It's one thing to even ask the question because they're not asking it out of nowhere. Can't they're hearing things. Can't call it. Can't call it. And then he says, can't call it. <laughs> what? All right. Regarding... The speculation he could retire or take a break from coaching to take a job as a broadcaster, McVeigh said, and I'm quoting, I'm just enjoying this moment right now. I'm really happy to be a part of this. Happy for that. If he wanted to dead the rumors, he'd just say, no, I'm the coach of the Rams. McVeigh, 36, acknowledged the championship he won Sunday would make it easier for him to walk away when he determines it's the right time to do so. Quote, so they're at, hey, coach, does the, winning the championship make it easier to walk away? I think you could definitely say that. That's a quote. Here's Albert Breer of the Monday Morning Quarterback on Freddie and Fitzsimmons last night on if McVay really could step away from coaching soon to prevent burnout. You know, I've talked to him a few times over the last couple of years about how guarded he is on burnout, you know, and, um, and he drives, he, he, he runs really hot. Um, you know, he does a little bit of everything in that organization on top of the normal duties of, of, of being the head coach. And so, you know, I, I, like, I don't think he, I think as much as he's guarded against burnout, I, I don't think he knows how to go anything like, you know, like go, go at any speed less than a hundred miles an hour. Um, and so, you know, I, I think a piece of this is going to be, 
um, Pisa is going to be that. It's going to be, you know, does it make sense for me to take a couple of years off and come back as the hottest coaching, as the hottest coaching candidate, maybe in the history of the NFL, mm-hmm. you know, if you look at his age, he comes back three years from now, he's 39 years old. You know, it, it makes sense. I get it, but it doesn't make sense because one, he's not getting ready to get fired. He didn't get fired. He's not 70 years old, 60. He's not 55 years old. He hasn't coached 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 years on a consistent basis. He's been a head coach five years, <laughs> five years, 36 years old. He, he, he is with an owner who's hands off, doesn't touch the team like some owners should do. Mm. Leave teams alone, you win championships. Look at Mr. Kraft in New England. Look at Stan Kroenke in Los Angeles. And Stan Kroenke could pay any amount of money. I know you say, well, Bill Belichick makes the highest. He makes whatever. I don't want to throw his numbers out there, but they're out there. He's the highest paid coach in the league. And then you look at what's reported for a guy like Tony Romo in television, the type of money he makes. Stan Kroenke could do that 10 times over and not even blink. So it's not a money thing. And, and it's true. Yeah, you win a championship. You you know, I can leave. If I, I did, I accomplished everything that I wanted to. But he's 36 years old. He's th- Think about it. Five years of coaching. Where's the damn burnout at? See, I you want to avoid burnout? I don't see it you as burnout, even started. Key. I, I, look, I, I think burnout is a cover. Let me tell you how I read it, okay? When I, see, when I hear comments like that, evasive, non-answer answers to questions that shouldn't even be asked of a 36-year-old coach, just went to the Super Bowl twice in four years and won one, right, coming off the win, this is what I see. McVay is the driving force, right? Let alone less need, yeah, but McVay is like, I can't do it with this dude, but I can win a Super Bowl with that guy. Hey, Les, let's go get that guy. Okay, yes. we're going to give up every mm-hmm. single resource we have to get that quarterback. You sure about this, coach? Yup, I can win the Super Bowl with that guy. They mortgaged the whole future, and coach went out and did it. They won the Super Bowl, but now here's the problem. We could say whatever we want about quarterbacks in the AFC, not in the NFC. Key, you pointed it out. These NFC teams are better than people realize. It's going to get harder. And more than burnout, I think coach is looking at, like, my stock is so high right now. If I slide into TV, if I just entertain these offers, which will be more money than I can even make coaching, or even if Kroenke would go way up, it would be the same. I could do that for a couple years and then cherry pick any organization I want. They got all their draft picks, got a great situation, jump back into coaching. I'm under 40, and I start rolling again. The the problem is the organization is where he's at. He's not going to get it better than that. The organization, you, you but not the resources at yo, the moment. E- everything. You got to understand, Max. When an owner doesn't bother the front office and allows you to do whatever you want to do, it gets no better than that. You are in Los Angeles in a brand new stadium. Your owner can back up whatever truck amount of money it will take if that's the issue. But he can't get not the draft only, picks. Not only that. No, they got, they, got draft picks. they got draft picks. They got draft picks. Not only do they have draft picks, the Rams don't value ones anyway. Oh, you're saying, oh, I'm talking of, about first-rounders. You're saying they have draft picks that aren't first-rounders. They don't value ones anyway. Ones doesn't mean anything to them. <clears> so they're not in salary cap hell. They pay everybody. They manipulate the salary cap with the best of them. So it's not a dysfunctional organization. 
you mess around and you leave to go do television or whatever, retire, and you think you come back in five years, but it may you're not, the hottest but Keith, thing. It may not be wise, but Jay, why is he giving these answers? He's not, he's I, not answering. I frankly thought he was frustrated by the question a little bit, and I think the we'll see is leverage for him. It's like, you know, when we won a national championship, the first question I got asked after we won a chip my sophomore year was, are you going to the NBA? I'm like, damn, we just won a chip 10 minutes ago. So in my mind, I give a little bit of a snarky answer. I, I feel like we'll see. It's, it's a leverage just creator. Just put it out there for the boost. Yeah, yeah, it's a leverage creator. Key. And you know what? You know what? I got two years left in my deal. Pay me. Like, if he were 55, I'd be like, okay, maybe dude, 36 years old. Yeah, he ain't that's going nowhere, man. If, 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 he was, if he was older... And we were talking about a guy who Jay was in his 11th year coaching. Thank you, Key. Then I would say, yeah, it makes sense. Plus, you've got to know Sean. He's got a little bit of that Hollywood in him. Mm-hmm. Sean likes to, you know, Sean likes to go to the nice restaurants and hang out a little bit. He's a young guy. He's not an old fart. So well. he likes to play around and make people think one thing because he ain't going to give you nothing. And well. Key, last thing, I'll just harp on again. And you said it. I don't think people out there recognize the power that comes when you have an owner that stays out of the way. Out of like, the way. Out of the way. Well, that and may that, be. That's He's a getting huge married. Thing. He's going to get married. He wants to be a family guy. By the way, the Rams are in cap hell. They have no first round picks until 2024. Um, that doesn't mean and anything. They also don't have many picks overall, Key. Like They gave up the second have, and third for Von Miller, don't they forget. They have five draft picks in this entire draft. That doesn't count compensation picks yet, but they have a third, fourth, fifth. Yeah, low uh, picks. Three sixth and a, and a seventh. Do you, like they, and, they don't have their, that many. And their, like team, compared their to, team makeup is the, the – their team makeup, Evan, is made up of those rounds that you just mentioned. Yep. They don't value ones, right, but, but they don't even have a lot of and other time picks. to develop. It takes time to develop those guys that you draft later, and and I, no, I don't you, know it, that it, McVay is going to de- be there long term to develop those guys. You have to develop every player that enters the National Football League. Even first round picks need to be developed. Yeah, but hold on. Okay, fine. The Rams have fewer resources in the draft than almost any other team, and that's going to be for a while now. They are also have fewer financial resources, not because the owner's not willing to spend money, but because they're up against the cap. It's just, these are just facts. And they, Sean but, McVay but just they didn't always answer. Always are up against the cap, Sean, though, Max. But okay, but they just won the Super Bowl. Like, there's a reason that earlier this season you said they have to win the Super Bowl now. One of the points of your argument that was persuasive to me is now is their best chance because of all the resources they gave up. They pushed their chips in the middle of the table now. So what I'm yes. saying is forget burnout. Strategically, he could maybe do this for one more year, right? Like ride this for one more year. But going forward, it doesn't look sustainable in terms of the resources the team has. He pulls out, jumps into the booth. He can wait till the, the dust settles and go wherever he wants. Make it 20 a year or whatever. <laughs> he can get yeah. 20 right from Stan Kroenke. Jay mentioned Duke. We'll talk about the latest surrounding Ooh, the Blue Duke, Devils the and why the transition from Coach K to John Shire. From one bag to the other. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. 
Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is brought to you by Wendy's Breakfast. Now with a free drink with any breakfast sandwich purchase. According to a new book by Ian O'Connor, officials at Duke wanted to hire former Blue Devils star Tommy Amaker to replace Mike Krzyzewski after he retires this year, but coach wanted current associate head coach John Shire to take the job according to O'Connor's book once again the book Coach K the rise and reign of Mike Krzyzewski chronicles Coach K's career it's a good thing because if it didn't I'd be very confused (laughs) both Shire and Amaker played for Krzyzewski Amaker from 82 to 87 and Shire from 06 to 10 Amaker was an assistant coach at Duke for nine seasons but left for a head coaching job at Seton Hall in 97 at the age of 31 he went on to coach Michigan and has been the head coach at Harvard since 07. So, um, Jay, what do you know about this? So, uh, there's a lot to unpack here. Number one, I think I can speak for a lot of former players that have played for Coach K. I don't think anybody truly expected John Shire to be named the successor uh, for Coach K. And that was an internal decision on Coach K's part. Uh, I think a lot of players, there was a lot of talk around would Duke have an African-American head coach, the first African-American head coach in Duke basketball history to kind of take on the mantle. Names like Jeff Capel, obviously Tommy Amaker. I've known Tommy Amaker because he recruited me um, as a player uh, before he went to Michigan where I played against him. Um, He was at Seton Hall later on as a player too uh, before that. So I'm very close with Tommy. And I Look, at the end of the day, people thought it was going to be Tommy. It wasn't Tommy. I think the reasoning behind John Shire was that John Shire, the youth of John Shire, and John Shire is my brother, very, very smart. Uh, Obviously, I think he could be successful. Also, Nolan Smith, who is one of the the best recruiters in the country, right? Uh, There's a reason why Duke has a top 10 recruiting class next year, even though Coach K will be moving on and recruiting at a high level moving forward. But I think a lot of players thought that was going to be Tommy Amaker, considering the success he had at Harvard. Uh, it does make an interesting case, though. Would Coach K uh, be willing to give Tommy Amaker the autonomy uh, taking on the role, considering that Coach K is probably going to be around the organization for years to come? And John Shire will have that autonomy to a degree. I- I'm not sure, based upon his relationship. It's his first head coaching opportunity ever in his career. Um, so, you know, to what point will Coach K hang around the program like a Dean Smith with Bill Guthridge? I think that's the question a lot of people are starting to ask. Jay, you know Duke basketball. Clearly you went to the school. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm an outsider just looking you at went this to Duke. thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sorry, Genki. Max, <laughs> zip it. Um, <laughs> it when, when you look at the situation at Duke, you said that 
a lot of the ex-players were hoping that Tommy Amaker could get the job being a black head coach. Was it was it a situation where Coach K vetoed the administration and stayed on longer because maybe they wanted him gone sooner and he stayed on longer so that he could hire John Shire and they wouldn't go after Tommy Amaker? I, I don't I know that Nina King, um, who is now the athletic director for Duke, there were things that she wanted Tommy Amaker. But at the end of the day, this was Coach K's decision on who he felt was best suited for the job. But, but I guess my question then would be, well, how is it his decision if an athletic director is in place who does the hiring and firing of the coaches in the athletic department? Key. You don't know this? I mean, this no, is – I'm, yeah. I, Key, this is this is potentially the greatest college basketball coach to ever coach the game. Whether you want to say he's one B to John Wooden, a lot of people will argue mm-hmm. that he's one A. The fact that you're even in a conversation about with John this, Wooden is this, this is this, this is Don Corleone. This is legendary. This yeah. is you know like Duke Mafia, Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Yeah, right. Like there's certain things that are above the pay grade. Of administration, and there's certain people like Nick Saban. Like, if we if we're sitting up here realistically talking about Nick Saban won't name his successor at Alabama, then stop. Like, this is how sports are done. So, Coach K did not meet with the media following last night's win over Wake Forest. School officials said Coach K didn't return to the bench for the last half of the Blue Devils' 76-74 win because he was quote not feeling well. Assistant John Shire said he spoke with Shevsky afterwards and said the coach was feeling better, but, quote, needs some rest. Team medical personnel was checking on the Hall of Fame coach throughout the game. So hopefully Coach K, uh, hopefully he doesn't actually not feel well. But, in fact, if he is (laughs) ill, we obviously hope for a speedy recovery and that everything is okay. Well, trust me, regardless of whether he wants to talk to the media or not, I mean, if he were healthy, he would be on that sideline. The one thing you know is he will coach. That's what his passion is. McShay Mach 2.0 is out. I'm still trying to figure out. Who did the Giants get? my favorite team. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN app. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.